if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Seven minutes at the top of the hour, but thanks for being with us now. Ten minutes after 10 o'clock on this Monday, the 15th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2019. You know, we often talk about a tipping point in this country, and I think a lot of people have agreed we are at a tipping point as it pertains to the matter of immigration and illegal immigration. Uh, we are overwhelmed at the border. Our Congress has no interest whatsoever in doing anything to provide relief for it, changing the laws. I think it's safe to say, to be 100% honest with you, after what we saw and heard from big city leaders all over this country, we have tipped over. We're not at the tipping point anymore. We have already tipped over. This is the chief of police of Los Angeles, California, our second largest city. Our police force does not do the job of federal law enforcement. So I want to reiterate what the mayor just said. The Los Angeles Police Department is not assisting ICE in any way. We will not enforce immigration laws that are civil in nature and that fall under the jurisdiction of the federal government. Immigration is a federal matter. Safety is a police matter. And we're not going to mix those two. Joining us now with a reaction to that and so much more is our friend R.J. Haman. R.J. is the Government Relations Director at the Federation for American Immigration Reform, which is online at fairus.org. R.J., thanks for coming back on. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me on, Bob. All right. Um, so much ground to cover here uh, and a lot of layers to that ground. So let's let's start with what you just heard. Um, first of all, the president, in my estimation, made a very fundamental error um, when he announced that when we were going to start these raids or these deportation roundups, which should be going on as a matter of course every day when there are final orders of deportation that have been given. But he announces this and thus allows people to organize massive nationwide protests in big cities, mayors and police officers media members, members of Congress, telling the illegals how to hide, where to hide, what to do to protect themselves, how to lawyer up again, even though due process has already been given. And that's what we got. So speak to the, the, the effort here by the administration, and then secondly, how things played out over the weekend. It, no, no, as you mentioned, yeah, it was the second time in recent weeks where President Trump telegraphed in advance the planned enforcement operation. I mean, just from a law enforcement perspective, surely that's dangerous. I mean, you have guys that are going 
to basically arrest people and, and remove them from the country. You know, a, a SWAT team doesn't announce that they're going to, into a house. Any police and even in, in local matters don't announce what they are doing. So, of course, that is bad from a law enforcement perspective. That's why you saw Matthew Albens, the current head of ICE, he was on uh, Fox News yesterday morning and refused to even go into any details about it because he comes from that law enforcement perspective. And, again, as you mentioned, the ACLU was ready to defend you know, any people that were picked up by ICE. You had groups in, in some of these immigrant communities encouraging people to stay inside. And, and, heck, you even had Democratic leadership in Congress like Nancy Pelosi, the people who are in charge of the very laws and could change the laws that this federal agency enforces out there telling people what to do and how to avoid ICE officials if they encountered them. So it totally undermined the effort. And as we're looking at the news from the weekend, it looks like there's any little there's little evidence that any of these raids even took place. So again, I think it, it was a mistake, but I think what the president was trying to do is do something politically, and he was successful from that angle, because he exposed the Democrats that don't even support enforcing the rule of law against people who have final orders of removal. Those are the only people that were being targeted here. A couple thousand illegal aliens with final orders of removal, which means that they were ordered, deported by an immigration judge and have exhausted their appeal rights. That's called due process. If those people can't even be deported, then you don't care about the rule of law. You don't care about immigration enforcement. All you care about is open borders. R.J. Hammond is our guest from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. What do you say uh, when you hear, or how do you think, R.J., when you hear mayors like Garcetti in Los Angeles, the mayor of Chicago, deny, uh, denied, uh, announced that they were going to deny ICE any access to their uh, to their criminal databases to, in order to help find these people who have been given their final orders of deportation. Then you hear the police chief saying, we're not going to cooperate with federal authorities. These people, as you pointed out, and we are all rep- repetitively pointing out, these are not just illegal border crossers. They have committed other crimes while here. How can he then say, we're not going to take part in this civil violation enforcement? This is criminal violations, and the punishment is deportation. No, absolutely. And these are, again, sanctuary city officials, again, that, that protect illegal immigrants, whether or not they have a criminal record or not. It's simply ridiculous. And I think you have to understand as well, if you look at it in New York, the police union came out and said that, hey, their officers want to protect ICE people. Because, again, you have local law enforcement want to look out look out for federal law enforcement, help them out if they're in danger when they're going after criminals. To leave federal law enforcement officers on their own and ignore them is simply ridiculous. Nobody was asking for, you know, LAPD or, or the Chicago police force to go out and do federal immigration law, but support them. Again, if they want to know if somebody has a criminal record, if they want to know where somebody is, at least help them out. Don't protect criminal aliens and undermine the rule of law. How can we trust you to enforce your own local laws as well? You know, it's simply ridiculous, and, and it's a shame that they went out there and did that. These, these sanctuary cities are... They're even, they're even more extreme than they were before President Trump took office. You know, these are very sanctuaries for the people that seek uh, to undermine our rule of law. R.J. Hammond is our guest. He is with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. R.J., I want to talk about the detention centers and the politicization of those, as well as the media's coverage of them. There was a hearing with the House Oversight Committee uh, on Friday, and uh, they were speaking with... Uh, former ICE director and now current border czar, I think is what the president calls Tom Homan. And Tom Homan uh, had some very, very tense exchanges with the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I call her Damasio-Cortez and, um, uh, and others. And I want you to just give a little uh, listen to what Tom Homan had to say about it. Some cheers for U.S. citizens. 
that have been murdered. Children have been murdered uh, uh, by the illegal aliens. I've met with these angel moms and dads. Every story's tragic, and, and, you, and you, you never get used to hearing them. But they don't want to talk about that. They want to keep pushing their false narrative to the American people, and I wasn't going to allow it today. I wasn't going to allow it. She ought to do her homework before she starts getting on her podium and, and, and saying things that aren't true. She, she's, she's, she's the worst politician in that committee. And, you know, she, she, she doesn't know fact from fiction. And, you know, she's been a congressman for six months. Apparently she's an expert at everything, but she's an expert at nothing. And she's got all of her uh, fellow Democrats uh, agreeing with the concentration camp comparison. And in fact, over the weekend, they were tweeting pictures of Mike Pence touring one of the facilities uh, side by side with Himmler at one of the concentration camps. How do you respond to that, R.J. Oh, Homan? It's absolutely, I mean, again, as Tom Homan even noted, but post that, I mean, it was nothing more than political theater to misinform the American people. It's politics at its worst. Our, our immigration debate is absolutely so toxic right now, and it's all led by, by these people right here. And listen, you know, we support you know, a, the humanitarian angle as well. Listen, if you, do, if you don't like the fact that when ICE detains people, they're all standing in a cage, then fund more detention beds. Democrats refuse to fund any detention beds and make these facilities longer, larger, because all they care about is ensuring that these people can be released into, into the interior of the country shortly after they cross our border, where they then have to wait years to get their immigration cases heard. And even if they eventually get denied, then they just disappear into the interior of the country. And also, if you really care about the humanitarian angle, like they all pretend to in these hearings, you don't want these migrants and, their, and these children and family units Coming up on this treacherous 2,000-mile journey through Mexico, where they work with cartels, smugglers, traffickers, some of the most dangerous people in the world, where there's rape, murders, all these terrible things. That's the true humanitarian crisis here. It's not like we're going down the Central American picking them up and putting them in cages. They're paying dangerous criminals to come up here. They're exposed to danger for months on end before they get here. And we're just overwhelmed. Democrats refuse to fund detention space. They were even fighting just throwing about three, four billion dollars into some of these facilities down there to make things better. That still wasn't enough for them. If they really care about the humanitarian crisis, they close the loopholes that make these people come up here on these treacherous journeys where they're put in a lot of danger. And instead, they're doing the opposite. Rather than closing the loopholes, they're signaling this is the time to make the trip. Because if we win the White House next year, we are going to give you free health care, Medicare for all, including illegal aliens, or uh, which would then not even be considered illegal. We're going to have an open border policy, and we're going to take care of you when you get here. That right. is encouraging more of them to take the arduous journey. And as you point out, you put yourself in, in serious harm's way. I mean, one yeah. out of every one. Out, I, I heard a stat: one out of every seven women, or something like that on the in these caravans and are making these trips are being raped by other Absolutely. caravan migrants these are not innocent hard-working people looking to better themselves in the united states many of these people are, are really dangerous bad people yeah and you just brought up a point about this is the magnet for them to come up here listen if democrats and open borders activists keep doing this it's going to exacerbate the crisis you know we have over a hundred thousand coming every month now it could even get higher Central American economic migrants, they come up here as a family unit with these little children. It's terrible. They make a frivolous asylum claim, and then they're released into the interior of the country. Now, if, if Democrats are, and, and open borders activists, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, if they're even trying to prevent the deportation of people who have final orders of removal, so many of those people had an asylum claim denied, 
then why not come? If you know you're going to make your frivolous asylum claim, you wait two years, and if it gets denied, people don't want you deported, that message will not only be heard in Central America, it's going to be heard around the world, that anybody can come here and make an asylum claim, whether you're an economic migrant or not. Remember, these people from Central America, the Northern Triangle countries, Honduras, El Salvador, places like that, their crime rates are still very high, but they've been cut in half in the last five years or so. They're only coming up here for economic purposes. That is not grounds for asylum. Completely agree. That's uh, that's a very important point. Last thing I want to ask you about before you go, and R.J. Hammond uh, from Affair, really appreciate your time. Really great yep. insights always. Um, Bill Clinton deported millions of illegal aliens. Barack Obama, millions more. I want to say three million. Joe Biden is being hit with this now by all of the Democrats who want open borders. How you better apologize for the deportation of criminal aliens during your time, your eight years as um, as, as vice president. Uh, he, of course, is not doing that. That would be political suicide. But quite literally, do you think Bill Clinton and Barack Obama could be elected, could be the nominee if they were running for president today, given that, those histories, because the left has changed that Democrat Party so much that now deporting criminal aliens is considered to have been a historical mistake. Right. Now, this is the fact that this is even an outrageous thing on their side is ridiculous. It's simply a right. federal agency is now enforcing federal laws. And, and again, like you said, ICE did the same thing under Obama. You're right. It was three million people that he deported. And again, he did the same thing President Trump's doing. He prioritized criminals and recent entries as the people who should be deported first. He wasn't going street corner to street corner rounding people up. ICE simply doesn't have the resources for that. They have to prioritize who they go after, just like they're doing under President Trump right now. Nothing has changed. But again, if anything that is positive about President Trump bringing up his ICE raids and other things like that, if he's exposed this political divide, and now there's this new Democratic Party orthodoxy, which is essentially open borders, decriminalize illegal entry, prevent any deportations in the future. That is now the basis of the, of the party. That's what Joe Biden's even moving towards. Well, what do you think happened? Uh, RJ, what do you, I mean, the Obama presidency wasn't 30 years ago. It was three years ago. I mean, what, what, what changed so much? Is it just the existence of Orange Man Bad that has made them I, say? I, 100%. I is think that it's it? all President Trump. This is all President Trump. This is their hatred of President Trump. It is going to cause them many problems down the line. Again, this has nothing to do with Trump himself. This is a federal agency enforcing federal laws that a lot of Democrats were even behind when they were passed. You know, Harry Reid was big on immigration enforcement in the 90s. Bill Clinton signed a big thing into law in the mid-90s. This is stuff that everybody agreed with. Trump didn't make up his enforcement priorities. He's reacting simply to a crisis at the border and enforcing the laws that are on the books. If Nancy Pelosi and Democrats hate him so much, you have the authority to change him. Do that and try to sell it to the American people. R.J. Hammond is the uh, Government Relations Director at the Federation for American Immigration Reform. R.J., I'm looking forward to seeing you in, you in September at Hold Your Feet to the Fire. Uh, I will hopefully talk to you long before then as well. Absolutely. You as well. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Thank you, R.J. That's R.J. Hammond uh, from FAIR. Uh, it's 1023. We'll get out and come back. Your phone calls the rest of the way. AM 1420, The Answer. As the snow flies. WHK Radio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. Morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. All 
right, 1027 as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Let me get a call or two in here before the uh, bottom of the hour. We are guest-free the rest of the way. If you wondered uh, where Congressman Jordan was, by the way, he normally visits on Monday. He was in the air during his time slot today. So he'll be joining us later this week. Kenny is in uh, LaGrange on AM 1420, The Answer. Kenny, go right ahead. Uh, good morning, Bob. Uh, good morning, sir. The, the, I have a couple comments. What bothers me most uh, above anything else, I think we are witnessing a political 9-11. They cannot beat us militarily. They're not going to take on the patriot population the NRA, but they're going to take us down from within. And I see all of these women in Congress forming a barrier around the two Muslim representatives, and they're sympathetic to the cause. And I don't believe they understand that the Muslim population has been trying to dominate the world for 14 centuries. I think I truly believe we are witnessing a political 9-11. Well, um, Ken, your your instincts are are accurate. Um, have you have you read the Red Green Axis uh, Axis by Jim Simpson? I uh, know my favorite uh, authors are uh, Brigitte Gabriel and Robert Spencer. Uh, study up on study up on the red green axis because what you just described is is kind of what's coming. Um, there is an unholy alliance between communism, which is the red and Islamism, which is the green, they are working together. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's just very coincidental that you called to bring this up this way because next week, next my week from today, is the next uh, Act for America meeting, and the, they're going to have two guests on who are going to talk about specifically that, the, the, the growing influence of communists by way of socialists and Marxists like Bernie and uh, AOC and others, um, and the, their partnership with, as you pointed out, the two Muslim women uh, in that group, uh, uh, Talib and, and Omar, they are absolutely share, they share many of the same ideals and many of the same goals for the destruction of the Western uh, way of life. Um, and and this is not an accident. This is you know I don't know if, I don't know if I want to compare anything to nine eleven at this point. And I know you're saying political, but it is not an accident. It's not coincidental. They are all working together very very closely. And I'm going to have these two gentlemen on, Trevor Loudon and uh, Reverend, whose name escapes me now, the his uh, partner in this presentation. But we're going to talk to them on Thursday. And I want you to make sure you're listening because what you're saying right now is true about the 14 centuries, about the attempt to uh, overwhelm with more uh, Islamic uh, migrants coming into the United States and, and having them uh, kind of uh, gathering and living in the same area so that they have voting power and they get more and more representation in Congress, and that is exactly what it is. It's called civilization jihad. It is jihad by uh, representation, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. Your inst- instincts are correct. Well, I, I, I can't remember what year these words were spoken, but I do remember somebody from either Al-Qaeda or uh, the Taliban. I think it was Al-Qaeda. They, they, they said they wanted a Muslim-dominant world by the year 2050. Now we're only I don't, Yeah, I, it's, it's probably more than one group. 
Uh, and it's probably the Muslim, Muslim Brotherhood that has said yeah. that because they're the, the kind of the overarching umbrella uh, group that, that encompasses so many of these terror groups and more that you're talking about. But yes, that is exactly it. The entire goal of Islam, and we talk to Claire Lopez about this on a regular basis and many other experts in this field, Kenny, um, who, who pointed out the goal of Islam is world domination. It's not about a faith. It is about a political movement. They want to literally overtake the world and make it run by the principles of Islam. It is absolutely the goal. And and they are patient. They don't want to get it done in their lifetimes. They know that. All of those who are doing it now, they know it's going to be future generations who see it happen. And they're willing to play the long game. Thanks for the call. Back after this. Amidst all of the bad news that we have to deal with 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 respect to um, the illegal immigration issue, with all of the bad news about the enforcements being telegraphed by President Trump, which I will not understand, all of the bad news about the attacks on our on our country, the attacks on uh, detention centers, you did see all of this, right? You did see that a member of Antifa literally tried to destroy a detention facility by setting it on fire you probably you did know that right the only way you knew that is if you listen to this radio station and maybe a select few uh others and 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 fox news on the cable news side because abc nbc cbs literally ignored it this wasn't news why would broadcast networks want to report that a 69-year-old Antifa terrorist named Willen von Spronsen was shot and killed by police as he attempted to burn down a Tacoma, Washington migrant detention center with incendiary devices? This man had previously been arrested for assaulting an officer outside that very same facility. He was armed. And what he did, according to the Tacoma Police Report, is attempting to ignite a, a large propane tank outside the facility before being shot by four officers. No one else was injured. The media loves to cover police shootings, and they love to cover domestic terrorism if it's committed by some idiot like the uh, driver in Charlottesville. They will not cover Antifa's crimes at all, ever. I mean, this is, you know, more bad news. I mentioned a few different times the flag, right? You saw this, right? How many times are we told illegal aliens love this country just as much as we do? We just happen to be blessed by being born here. They're just coming here because they love America and they want to live and pursue the American dream. How many times are we told that, right? By leftist politicians, by leftist media, it's all about the American dream. Why don't they just... We're a country of immigrants. People come to this country because they love America. Why would you deny them that? Well, if they come here because they love America so much, why do they come here burning American flags and waving Mexican flags? Why over the weekend in Aurora, Colorado, at the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, the ICE agency... Did left-wing protesters rip down the American flag 
and then run the Mexican flag up that pole. Where it flew next to a different kind of flag. They also tore down a Blue Lives Matter flag, which honors law enforcement, and spray-painted the words, abolish ice on it, and then raised it upside down on the pole next to the Mexican flag. Yeah, that really sounds like they love America, don't they? Taking down the American flag and flying the flag of Mexico? It's kind of like we're told how all of those Honduran migrant caravans love America. And that's why they climb the border fences that exist in various parts of our southern border, various sectors, and fly and proudly wave the Honduran flag. It's a Honduran invasion. I thought they loved America. Then why are they tearing down our flags and flying foreign flags? So that's all the bad news, or a lot of it. I got good news for you this morning. Maybe you heard part of it in the newscast. The Trump administration announced a huge new policy, tightening restrictions for asylum seekers in a move that should drastically reduce the number of Central American migrants eligible to enter the United States claiming phony asylum. Democrats in Congress won't close the loopholes. The president will do it himself. The new rule, reported this morning, would require migrants entering through America's southern border to try and seek asylum in the United States. They must first seek asylum in one of the countries they have traveled through, whether in Mexico, Central America, or anywhere else on their journey. If they have passed through another country to get to the U.S., and have not sought asylum in those countries that they have traversed. They are not eligible to seek asylum in the United States. That, my friends, is well overdue. That is exactly how this is supposed to work. We've been talking about this for a long time. Finally, the President of the United States acts on it. The President says, this is the way. Can you dig it? Why, yes. As a matter of fact, I can. I can dig that greatly. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. Ultimately, according to Homeland Security Acting Secretary Kevin McAleenan, ultimately today's action will reduce the overwhelming burdens on our domestic system caused by asylum seekers failing to seek urgent protection in the first available country, economic migrants lacking a legitimate fear of persecution, and the transnational criminal organizers, traffickers, and smugglers exploiting our system for profits. He described the targeted changes as critical. Sure to ignite a new firestorm over the administration's immigration approach, of course, the new policy follows the Trump administration's migrant protection protocols, commonly referred to as the Remain in Mexico policy. Under that policy, asylum seekers were often told to go back to Mexico to to await hearings rather than to be allowed to remain in the U.S., Democrats, of course, railed against that policy, with 2020 hopeful Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Irishman, calling it inhumane. So this is announced this morning, the new policy. If you come through one country to get to us, you must seek asylum there, or you will not be allowed to seek it here. And absolutely 100% correct. That's how it has to be, doesn't it? If you're claiming political persecution 
or religious persecution or something else that threatens your very life in your home country, then what you are seeking is refuge and asylum from another country. And the 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 nation that you should seek that in would be the first one that you enter that isn't persecuting you. If you're facing said persecution, and most of them, 99% of them are not, from the Honduran government or the Guatemalan government or the uh, El Salvadoran government or whatever the case might be, you find refuge the first place you can get it. You get into Mexico, they're not trying to do these things to you. Bam, you have found your home for asylum. You don't get to trade that in for the gold standard of asylum and say, no, 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 Mexico, we don't want your hospitality and asylum. We want it from America. It doesn't work that way. The president is absolutely right to impose this policy. And now let's see, of course, how fast it takes or how long it takes for the left to go to court, find an Obama judge in the Ninth Circuit or somewhere else to say, nope, you can't do that. You know that's coming. Ron has been waiting in Brook Park. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks, Ron. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind? So an Antifa guy got shot and killed by the police, huh? Son of a yep. gun, there is a god. <laughs> yeah, as he tried literally to explode a propane tank and burn down a, an ice, an ice uh, uh, facility. You know, Bob, I don't doubt that those detention centers are crowded. Oh, you know, they probably do stink, uh, overpopulated. But you know what? And I, I know you know this, and so does your audience. This problem could be solved so simply, but the Democrats don't want to solve it because there's no there's no political gain for them in solving the problem. The political gain and the power that they draw from that is from owning the problem. They don't want this problem to go away. As long as they keep no. this problem... No, they want it on the front uh, page of the paper all the time. This is their weapon against the Republicans, and more so Donald Trump, President Trump. And, and you know, they, they would love this to go on for, like, ever and ever, because... You know, if, if, they would, if they would change the laws or if they would just enforce existing laws, which in many cases would stop this, you see, the problem would go away in a matter of months because people would stop coming here. ICE would deport the people that are here that shouldn't be here. And the people around the world would realize, you know, we're not an easy mark anymore. We're not going to get into that country unless we do it the right way and apply, you know, for asylum. You know, they can go to their consulate and apply for asylum. In, their, in any country around there, and, and, and that's you know, another that's another uh, proposed rule that the um, the president and his team is working on, saying that uh, forget about the whole Mexico thing that we just talked about. You know, traversing through another country to get here, you must seek asylum there. If you want to seek asylum in the U.S., you do it in your own country by going, right. as you said, to a consulate or an embassy or wherever. That's a great point. Right, and like I said, their their political power, AOCs, you know, or Kelly Bundy, Cortez, as you call her, I think that's great. Their power is drawn from keeping the problem on the front burner and keeping it going. That's where, because if it went away, they essentially would go away, and they know that. See, they're always on the front page of the paper because they're always running their mouth, and she goes down there and she says how overcrowded they are. Well, sure they are, but you people are the reason why it is overcrowded. But, of course, the news doesn't tell you that, and unfortunately, too many people in America aren't smart enough to figure that out. The Democrats are the reason for the problem. They could be the solution, but they choose not to because they're, you know, really they're using those people, and it's a shame in a roundabout way, even though they have no business being here. 
Our government, uh, you know, some of the members of our government are using those people, putting them through horrendous conditions just for their own personal gain and satisfaction of political power. And that's really a tragedy in itself, Bob. Well, you're right. They, they seek power at any by any means, and this is their way of getting it. If you think about this, look at what they advocate for. Look at what uh, Alexandria Damasio Cortez wants. She wants the Green New Deal. She wants full and total government control over wealth, over industry, over energy, over everything. What is the best way to do that? By cementing a massive voting block in her favor. What's the best That's way right. to do that? Continue to push to bring all of these people in, and then when the 11 million or the 12 million or whatever it is that we have in this country grows to 20 million or 25 million and we realize we can't deport them all. I I, I agree. I do. I do, Ron. I think so, too. When we get to those numbers, though, then they're going to say, well, everybody, they're going to, their, their, their goal here would be then to say, we can't deport 25 million people. Right. We have to right. give, we have to legalize them and then start from there. And then they get then all of those votes to, 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 to uh, grow that power base that they want. And they're also going to say to those people, wink, wink, nod, nod. Now, y'all remember who put you here and kept you? Oh, yeah. You know, yep, that's yep. what they're going to say, you know, because they 100%. own those people. They own those Hun- people, and they know it. hundred percent. And the most frustrating thing about it, Ron, is there are other people from those countries who are here legally who hate this idea, who support President Trump, who want all of these people to be booted and to come through this country, to this country the legal way, the way they all did. They are furious that they have to share the resources and share the opportunities that they earn by coming here from Mexico, from Guatemala, legally with those who broke the law to come here. And, and rightfully so. You know, it's again, I make the analogy to Cedar Point all the time since we have this fantastic amusement park in our backyard. But it's, you know, if you've been standing in line to ride the newest, greatest coaster for an hour and a half, and somebody just jumps in front of you and gets on the next train, and, and the uh, Cedar Point people say, it's fine with us, you're going to be livid. Wait a minute, what? You can't do that. I've been waiting here all day. Get them behind me. Line jumping is cause for removal from the park, and nobody supports that more than the people waiting in line. And the people who waited to come to the United States want the line jumpers here removed from the country. Um, Don is in, uh, no, I'm sorry, Dan, beg pardon. Dan is in Middleburg Heights. Hi, Dan, go ahead. Hi. Uh, following up on that other call on, uh, that 9-11, you know, the, the, uh, about the, you know, the Muslims taking over, you know, into the Congress. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, the example, just, just think about this for a second. It's a stealth inf- infiltration into our Congress because the girl from Minnesota, as I understand it, the Obama administration was funneling people from the Sudan into Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now you know Somalia mostly. Somal- Somalia mostly. Somalia. Okay. Anybody that comes from the desert, if you're going to come for asylum in the United States, do you know anybody anywhere that says I want to go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it's twenty below half the year? Yeah, you're it's right. Fine. I mean, it, 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 so is, way, it is. This, this way, they congregate all their people in one spot so they can vote them in to get into Congress. This is step one with these four girls. You are spot on. It is, uh, it is, it is uh, coordinated. It is coordinated. They do congregate in, uh, in a very specific immigration pattern as they get here. They go to one district and they do it. It's, for example, in Dearborn, Michigan, Minneapolis, Minnesota. There are several, several others where they do. They overpopulate, uh, and they get more votes than, you know, than the, uh, the regular American citizens who are there. Excuse me. Sorry about that. 
But they get more votes, and then they get more uh, representation in Congress. That's how you get a Tlaib out of Detroit. That's why how you get an Omar out of Minneapolis. And there are others. They are spreading themselves in. Well, not spreading. It's kind of a combination of that. They are congregating, but they are those congregations are spreading to various districts around the country where they know they can very quickly and easily overtake a district in terms of um, uh, legal votes and get more represent, representation in Congress. Then the more representation you get for them in Congress, the more they are able to then begin slowly converting from a free practice of religion society to a Sharia-compliant one in the long run. And again, I don't expect to be alive when that happens. Big picture, widespread. I don't even know if my children will be because they are willing to wait generations. This has been going on for generations. They have patience for all of this. If you're on hold, stay there. Coming uh, right back uh, with more phone calls after this on AM 14 of the Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Ten fifty-five. Final segment. Got a, time for a couple quick ones here before we're done. We'll go out to Kate, who is in Vermilion. Thanks for your patience on the line, Kate. Go right ahead. Hi there, Bob. You know what? Um, I would like you to do some research and try, please, to interver- interview Doctor Michael Yosef. Um, he is very outspoken. He's uh, he's written a book. It's called The Third Jihad. Okay, he's a Coptic Christian, and he was born in Egypt. And basically, what he's he's got a lot of surprising um, insights from history that are um, compelling. That uh, and it's warning America about really the fact that uh, the jihad has been predicted to come to fight us from within America for many years now. Especially when in the '90s when they found um, the paperwork that they discovered. And I can't remember it escapes. Yeah, me right the Holy now. Land Foundation trial. Yeah, yes, right. Yes, 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 yes. And he speaks about how how people need to take this serious. His book is very detailed. I would love. He's um, a mega church um, minister uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. You need to please try to interview this person. And he basically backs up um, uh, Trevor Trevor Loudon that you're going to have on your program. I met him uh, about six or seven years ago when the Tea Party had him here in America. He wasn't a citizen at the time, and uh, he was. Um, uh, doing a book then, book signings and speaking about his book at the time, and uh, exposing our congressman that I believe he said there were um, 100 uh, in the House that were socialists or communists and 50 in the Senate, and that was at that time. So I'm sure there's a lot more because we have these women that are in there now. So, Do you uh, know if his book was made into a documentary? Which one, Trevor? The, the third, no, the, the uh, Yusuf, the uh, third jihad well, you're talking about. You, not, I don't think it was a document. I think they're working on it, and you can. No, no, no. Out. I have a documentary that's saved on my DVR, and it's oh, been there the for probably jihad, about you know, the third jihad. Might. Yeah, I've watched it probably four times. It's I've had it on my DVR for like five years. I've you got it what? saved there permanently. I think you're right. It was a CD. They had a CD or something. You might be right. Yeah, be right. and if it's this the same, if that's the same thing book. that yeah, if that's the same thing based on the book, then I would absolutely talk to him because I've watched it as I said a few times through the years, and it is yeah. terrifying. I try to show it to everybody that I can. You're uh, right. But I it's, a, it's him. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think you it is. You need to really please try and schedule an interview with that gentleman. I never mislead you on anything, and I'm telling you, this gentleman, you really... No, I, I believe you. If, if, if it's the same, if it's the same, and even if it's I not, it, it sounds like, yeah, even if it's not, it sounds like it's definitely worth the look. So I do appreciate the heads up and the uh, suggestion. Thank you, Kate. Let me get Todd in Cleveland. Todd, go right ahead. 
Bob, I started to call you about the Federal Reserve Bank, but I'm going to stay on topic of what you were talking about. Here's what I here's something that hasn't been talked about in reference to the illegal immigration. A lot of them do come in and work, but a lot of them come in and work and they steal Social Security numbers. I would like that to be brought up to more people so that they understand if we could do anything to reduce that, it would help a lot. It compromises the economy in a negative way, and it also compromises people who are legal citizens' ability to advance sometimes because they end up in court for stuff they didn't do because somebody stole their Social Security number. You're 100% right. That is a major problem with illegal immigration here is identity theft or Social Security number theft so that they can get uh, services and so on. You're 100% right, Todd, and it's something nobody really does talk about. I should be better at that. Thank you, my friend. All right, that's it. That's all the time that I've got. Thanks again to R.J. Hallman of uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Um, He uh, did a great job today. We're going to have... Jim Jordan, either tomorrow or Wednesday on the program. Peter Kirsten, will be off tomorrow. But make sure you're back with us tomorrow for the next Bob France Authority. And have a great day. Silence.